when we want to fix somebody else, it's because we need to be fixed. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have John Maxwell. And John is talking to us today and tomorrow about our attitudes and how our attitude determines where we go in life. And if we have a bad attitude, we we're not going to have a very great life. And if we have a great attitude, our life will just continue to get richer and richer. Here's John. He said, people with a great attitude possess, first of all, a teachable spirit. They're teachable. They're approachable. Look at verse 9. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard, what you saw, what you realized. Teachability requires repeated, long, hard looks in the mirror. In other words, when we're teachable... We're willing, to, we're willing to look hard in the mirror and see us. Teachability allows God and others to speak into our lives. That's what a teachable spirit is. And Paul says, if you want to have the right attitude, let others come and speak into your life. Let me speak into your life. When I was pastoring in San Diego, I'd been there for quite a few years, probably at least 10. And I was doing the international ministry. And to be honest with you, I was getting very emotionally, mentally, physically tired trying to pastor the church and do the do the ministry, other ministry, and, 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 and I was, I, when I get tired and I get under stress, I become very impatient. And, um, and I can remember, it was one of those times when I was very tired and there were some decisions that needed to be made in the church, and, um, and instead of go, doing the proper process of going through with, with, with a few of the elders and, and going through the people that I need to go through to kind of work through the process, which I, which I was really good at. I just was impatient, and I just decided to make the decisions myself. And, and I made three decisions very quickly and just made them, and then I kind of went on and kind of forgot about it for a moment until it kind of started, the rumbling began to go around. People said, what, 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 what did he do, and what, what, why did he do that? And, and they began to complain, and, and this was the first time. And I, we'd had a great church, a fast-growing church, and, and they weren't complainers. They started complaining. And, and instead of me coming back and saying, oh, time out, excuse me, I know what happened. I just made a quick decision, didn't process it. Let me back up. Let me apologize. Didn't do any of that. I just... I just started looking at the people and I thought, they have been with me 10 years and they still don't get it that I just got to keep moving. And why, why, why don't they try? 10 years, they ought to trust me. And, and, and I began to get ticked at the congregation. And I was in my, I, 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 so I was in the study working on a sermon and I was so excited because I felt that God gave me a sermon to preach. And it was the one in, in the Old Testament where Moses, was the, where the children of Israel were complaining. And, and the earth swallowed up. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm in the upper room, and I, 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 the Lord's laid this heart, on my heart to preach, and I, I've never been so excited about preparing a message. And, and I'm up there, and I'm just, I'm preparing, and I'm saying, oh, yes, God, this is so, yes, yes, I hear from you. Yes, this is good. Oh, I will tell them. Yes, I will. Yes, I will let them have it. Yes, I, yes, I will. Yes, you can, you can swallow them up. Yes, you can swallow them up, too. Yes, it, I was so, I finished the message. I wanted to call all the people on the phone. I wanted to call them and say, look, I, I know it's Wednesday. You must come now. <laughs> so, we can't wait for Sunday. I, ha I have a message so hot for you. I went home that evening. I, got, I was just so excited. And, 
Got up the next morning, went early back in there. I thought, oh, I need to, I, I think I could probably get a couple more pointers out of this thing and just really love. And I'm in there in the, in the upper room that morning, and God begins really dealing with my heart. And he said to me, John, I want you to know the, the message you prepared, that's the message I want you to preach Sunday. I said, I know God. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got it. I, yes, sir. I, I got the message. John, John, it's not for the congregation. If it's not for the congregation, who's it for? Don't ask God questions like that. Don't go meddling over there. He said, it's for you. Well, he said, what do you mean it's for you? Me. He says, you're the guy that's the problem. You're the guy that's got the attitude. You know, Mr. Attitude, Mr. I write books on attitude. You mean the message is for me? Yes. Well, okay. Well, thank you, Lord. I'll prepare something else for Sunday. No, 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 no. He said, you'll preach that message on Sunday. And preach it with all the passion you were going to preach it. And, and I mean, just go up out there, just like you wanted to preach it when you thought it was for them. Preach it with all the passion you have within you. And when you're done preaching the message, apologize to your people and repent and go to the altar. Because I have to do another work in your life. I'm saying, now, God, let's talk. I'll do, I'll repent now. I, I, I'm sorry, Jesus, I got it. I got, got the message. Yep, you and I, we're okay. No, we're not. Preach the message on Sunday. Lord, I, I know you could come anytime. Think you might come before Sunday? No. But if I did... I'm not sure you're going. Oh. I'll preach the message on Sunday. And I did. And I wept. And God came. And everything turned. Now, this was a teachable moment for me. And all, all, Paul, all Paul is saying is, in this area of attitude, when, when we want to fix somebody else, it's normally the fact that we need to be fixed. The faults of others are the faults we have ourselves. And we see others not as they are. We see others as we are. And, and, and Paul, says, Paul says, if you really want to have a great attitude, have a teachable spirit. Number two, he says, take responsibility for your attitude. He said, I want you to take responsibility for the attitude that you have. You chose it. Be responsible for it. And let me, he shows us in verses 8 and 9, he shows us how to be responsible for our attitude. He says three things. He says, fill your mind on good things. So he says, okay, to take responsibility for your attitude, put good stuff in. You, you can't put bad stuff in and have good stuff come out. So he said, first responsibility is select what you put in your mind. Then secondly, he says, when you put good stuff in, the second way you fix your attitude is meditate on, the, on that good stuff. Meditate on good things in verse 8. And he says, you not only meditate on good things, but practice good things. In other words, not only let it go through your mind, but let it get into your actions. And he says, take responsibility for the attitude you have. And if you do those three things, if you put good things in your mind, if you meditate on those good things, and then if you practice those good things, the Apostle Paul says, now you are taking responsibility for your attitude. Think about it now. What would happen to you today? What would happen to me today 
If we say, okay, I'm going to be responsible for the mind, for my attitude, and I'm going to do those three things. I'm going to fill my mind with good stuff. I'm going to meditate on that good stuff, and I'm going to practice that good stuff. Now, the baloney story. <laughs> Two guys having lunch, been working in the factory all day. He goes over, pulls out his lunch pail, reaches in there, opens up the little package. It's a bologna sandwich. He is ticked. He looks at his buddy and he says, I have a bologna sandwich again today. This is the third time this week I have had a bologna sandwich in my lunch pail. I hate bologna sandwiches. Why is it that every day I reach into my lunch pail and I get another bologna sandwich? I don't like bologna. I hate bologna. Why in the world do I have to have a bologna sandwich? The guys beside me say, hey, guy, relax. Come on, calm down. Take a pill. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, go home tonight and tell your wife you don't want a bologna. Leave my wife out of it. I fix my own lunch. I fix my own lunch. Most of the baloney we have in life, we packed in our own pail. Somebody else didn't slip it in on us. Somebody else isn't doing a little sneakeroo. We did it. Oh, I've got something I've got to read you. This is so fun. I brought this. I just found this the other day. This is the story of the parrot and the turkey. This is laminated. A young man named John received a parrot as a gift, and the parrot had a bad attitude and even worse vocabulary, and every word out of the bird's mouth was rude, obnoxious, or laced with profanity. John tried and tried to change the bird's attitude by consistently saying only polite words, playing soft music, anything he thought could kind of clean up the bird's vocabulary, and finally John was fed up. He yelled at the parrot, the parrot yelled back. John shook the parrot. The parrot got angrier and even more rude. And John, in desperation, threw up his hand, grabbed the bird, and put him in the freezer. For a few minutes, the parrot squawked and kicked and screamed and cussed. Then suddenly, everything got real quiet. Not a peep was heard for over a minute. Fearing that he'd hurt the parrot, John quickly opened the door of the freezer. And the parrot calmly stepped out to John's outstretched arms and said, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and actions. I'm sincerely remorseful for my inappropriate transgressions, and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. John was stunned at the change of the bird's attitude, and he was about to ask the parrot what had made such a dramatic change in the freezer and the behavior, and the bird spoke up very softly. May I ask what the turkey did? <laughs> Well, that was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell Thinking Differently. You can also find out more information about him at his website, johnmaxwell.com. That is all I have for you today. I hope you have an amazing day today that you continue to look up and to trust God because God has you in the palm of his hand. Have a wonderful day. See you again tomorrow. God bless you.